Father, we just want to thank you uh, for this amazing story, Lord. Um, one of the pivotal moments in history, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, that we will, uh, we will not uh, just gloss over it, Lord, but it will mean something to us fresh, something very fresh to us uh, this Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, what an amazing, an amazing season it is, Christmas. And I know it is, we all know how, how, how quickly it can, it, can get, um, it can get eclipsed by all the, the non-Christian activity at Christmas, the shopping and the, even the tensions. You know, Christmas can be a time of tension as well because there's so, there's so much to do. And uh, sometimes, you, you know, family are together who mightn't have been together in the, you know, for, they mightn't get on with each other, all that sort of stuff. So Christmas can be a mixed bag for a lot of people. Uh, but there is no doubt that the Christmas story um, is one of unbridled, unbridled joy. And I just wanted to focus this morning on one, one particular aspect, um, which, which I, I noticed just reading of the last few days. And it's, it's something that is sort of a common dilemma, if you like, that whenever somebody is born, you, you, a, a baby is on the way, or a baby is expected, um, one of the first dilemmas that comes up is, what are we going to name? What are we going to name the baby? And you know, the mother might have one idea, the father might have another idea, the grandparents might have another idea. Um, <laughs> And it's often, it can often be hard to, to land on, on a name. But we know in the Bible that the, that the name um, that is given is so important and it has such significance, uh, certainly in Bible times anyway, in that the name of, of a person was often associated uh, with their future. We think of Abraham, for example. You know, he was the father. Well, it was Abraham, initi Abraham initially, uh, the father of uh, exalted father, and then the father, Abraham, a father of nations. He became the father of nations. And we think of Moses. Um, he draws out, and he was drawn out, of course, because he was drawn out of the, uh, the river, the Nile. But more importantly, he would, he would draw his people out of Egypt. And so we see that it's so important, isn't it? It, it talks about often what is going to happen to that person. Um, in the future, or it can talk about their characteristic. And I just wanted to focus very briefly here on um, the, the, the birth name of, of um, our Savior. And if we look at Matthew chapter, 20, chapter 1, uh, verse 21, and, and the children read it out today. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their, their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused, from sleep did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. 
and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And likewise, Mary was instructed by the angel that his name would be Jesus. And so there was no conflict, if you like, there was no conflict there. Uh, the baby's name was going to be called Jesus. And yet, there seems to be a bit of a contradiction when you look at the passage, because it says it's a fulfillment of the prophecy that behold, the virgin shall, shall bear a child, that's fair enough, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. But of course, they called him Jesus. And I never noticed that before today, that, you know, the prophecy said they will call his name Emmanuel. Um, but in fact, they called him Jesus. And in, and in fact, the angels, the angel yeah, instructs Pope Mary and Joseph to call the baby Jesus. And so important, what the name of, of the child, as, as, as I said before. But if you look back in Isaiah chapter 7, we see the prophecy. Chapter 7, Isaiah chapter 7. And this is Isaiah speaking to King Ahaz. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now we know we already have an Emmanuel born on Christmas Day in our midst. <laughs> um, and it is an amazing name, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And some people, some scholars say, oh, well, you know, they were talking primarily about King Ahaz, the son of King Ahaz. But in fact, uh, and they're referring to it actually in another way to Hezekiah, because Hezekiah was going to help the nation of Israel, who was the son of King Ahaz, for, to sort of redeem them from, from the Assyrians. But we know that Hezekiah was born before this prophecy was given. So it was really only fulfilled in the, at the time of Jesus. And yet it was only partly fulfilled because his name was Jesus. It was not Emmanuel. Okay, if you get me? So they said he will be, his name will be called Emmanuel, but then the angel said you have to call him Jesus. So why, why is there this apparent contradiction? And I, and I have to admit, I googled this to see if I could find the answer, <laughs> because I didn't know what the answer was. And I didn't come up, I didn't find a, a very convincing answer. But the most convincing um, response that I had, or most convincing explanation, didn't fully explain it. And I think sometimes when we read the scriptures, there's some things that they're just, that is just God, he kind of leaves us hanging a little bit. You know, it's, sometimes it's too deep for us to understand. Having said that, I think it is important that both names were significant. And in one sense, when I was thinking about it, what name, what name could be given that would fully encapsulate who Jesus was and what he did. 
What name could we, could be given? Remember when, when Moses um, was at the burning bush and he asked, he asked God, you know, who, who will I say sent? Who will I say sent me? When Pharaoh asks, he says, I am that I am. I am that I am. What name could be given to encapsulate uh, Jesus, the totality of Jesus? I don't think any name could be really given. And we see in, in Isaiah uh, chapter 9, he says, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But we know ultimately that his name was Jesus. And so I think this kind of almost a contradiction is that Emmanuel was telling us who he was, but also how he was going to save us. In that God, how God was going to save us. God was going to come down. God was going to come down and be with us. God with us. He was going to become one of us. He was going to live amongst us. That was his plan of how he was going to save us. And then the name of Jesus tells us what he was going to do, which was save us. So Jesus was the name, was the same name as Joshua or Yeshua, which meant the Lord is salvation. The Lord saves. So Jesus' name means the Lord saves. So God was saying, through these two names, God would be with us and he was going to save us. And he was going to save us by coming down to be with us. And if anyone you know, ever questions you, well, was Jesus, was he really God or was he just the son of God, but not God? Matthew says here, Emmanuel, his name shall be Emmanuel, God with us. He is God with us and he has come to save us. And how has he come to save us? By coming down to be with us as a man to live amongst us. But I think it's the name of Jesus which is obviously central um, to this story. Jesus, the Lord saves, the Lord is salvation. And as I said, the name the name that is given is so powerful and it's so important and it's worth um, thinking a bit about it. In Philippians, Philippians chapter 2, Verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God. So he was God incarnate. Jesus, when Jesus was born, it was God incarnate. He did not consider robbery to be equal with God in the form of God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. 
And I think when we think of the name of Jesus, Joshua was a common, quite a common name in those days. And when you think about um, giving anybody a name, you know, it has, it has meaning, it conjures something up. When you say somebody's name, it conjures something up. It makes it personal. When God spoke to Moses, he was, I am that I am. Not a very personal name, is it? But when we have a name, we have Jesus. It's a personal name, a personal God. He wants to know us personally. He wants to relate to us personally. And to relate to us personally, he had to become human. He had to become human to relate to us personally. And the name adds to that humanity. And I think in the name of Jesus, we actually see the humanity of Jesus. That he has a name, just like we had a name, and it was a, it was a common name. Emmanuel was not a common name. I don't even think it was a name at that time. But that was more to signify who he was. He was God with us. But Jesus was the, the sort of more intimate, personal name. Imagine having a, a relationship with somebody and you didn't, they didn't have a name. And what is that name? The Lord saves. The Lord saves. So when we say the name of Jesus, we are saying that he's he, God saves. He, he saves. What a, what a beautiful name. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Coming in the likeness of men. So that's what Jesus did. He came to be like us. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. Amen. So Jesus, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21, or verse 20. He raised him from the dead and seated him at his right, at the right hand, his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in 
in that which is to come. And he put all those things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. have a couple of more verses. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the name of Jesus is the Lord saves. And whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Acts chapter 4. Peter speaking to the, the Sadducees. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The, the religious leaders were not happy. And they said in verse 16, What should we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them. There, it is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and com commanded them not to speak at all, nor to teach in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is, is a powerful name. So God sent his son down and specifically said, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, the Lord saves. And even though Jesus now, in a sense, has gone up, he's in heaven, seated at, at the right hand of the Father, his body has ascended into heaven the name of Jesus remains. And it is exalted above every other name on heaven and on earth. Every other name. And anyone who calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. 
The Lord is an awesome God. He is God with us. We must never lose the reverence and the awe of that. But he is a personal God. He has a name. His name is Jesus. We can relate to him. We can call upon him in times of trouble. Jesus, the name of Jesus. It is a powerful, powerful name. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him to his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Do not underestimate the power of the name of Jesus. Do not underestimate the power of the name of Jesus. It is the name by which you are saved. It is the name that is given to one man. Of all the names given to man, it is the name that is given to one man, to Jesus. It was a common name at the time, but as Jesus humbled himself to become a man, God has raised that name up above every other name. And we can call upon the name of Jesus. We can call upon the name of Jesus when we're in trouble, when we need salvation in a situation, or when we need salvation for our family, our friends, we can call upon the name of Jesus. And we can know when we call upon the name of Jesus that God is with us. God is with us. And he came in human form in the person and the name of Jesus. So I pray that that encourages you this morning. We're going to have a time of, um, of communion now. And it's a time to remember that Jesus, we are part of the body. We are part of the body of Jesus, but he is the head. He is the head of the body of the church. And in, in him and through him all things have their being. And we remember that he came and he humbled himself as a child, but ultimately God has exalted him. And one day, one day, the lamb, the lamb who was slain, will receive the honor and glory. That is to his name. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength, honor, glory, and blessing. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever. Amen. Amen. He's coming back. Praise God.